Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and enjoys a good comic book. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one-and-done kind of movie viewer who's really sick of everyone asking directors whether or not they would direct a superhero movie. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There was someone recently who said no, and uh, people were pissed. But it's like, stop asking. Who cares? Was it like Scorsese or... I'm pretty Vinny sure. Bill? Yeah. Like, oh, we only do cinema. Mm-hmm. Right, because everyone's like, now everybody. like, like you know, you can do both art house and superhero, and, and some people are like, fuck your Man, superheroes. I would, I would love to see an art house superhero movie. And today, we are giving a second chance to Spider-Man 3. Yes, everyone remembers the art house movie Spider-Man <laughs> 3 from 2007 is completing the Tobey Maguire trilogy of Spider-Man movies directed by Sam Raimi. The reason we're going to be talking about Spider-Man 3 is because Spider-Man 3 is coming to theaters. And by that we mean No Way Home. Sorry, little Tom Holland. I'm excited. I'm ready yeah, for it. Looks great. And it looks like we're revisiting some of the characters in Spider-Man 3, which is interesting. What's going to happen? We don't know. We're recording this beforehand. And also, Spider-Man 3 is one of the most divisive Spider-Man movies we probably have. They hate emo Spider-Man. Poor emo Spider-Man. No, not poor him. He's awful. (laughs) Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this movie, uh, hopefully in depth. Hopefully we get to pick it apart, share our opinions, our beliefs about this movie. Let's get into it. To start us off, a strange black entity from another world bonds with Peter Parker and causes inner toil and causes inner turmoil as he contends with new villains, temptations, and revenge. I hate the synopsis. I hate it too. I hate too. You know, but I don't know what I would do because there's a lot going on in this movie. I would just say Spider-Man's back with more villains. There you go. Because truly there's a lot happening here. I don't know how I would put it in a synopsis. Uh, There's three new villains for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's one very sexy new temptation. <laughs> Ew. I don't like temptation in this synopsis at all. Get rid of that great. word. I it's don't. It's not great. Doesn't but belong I'm here. 100% going to refer to Bryce Dallas Howard from here on out as a temptation. Oh. Um, and revenge. Uh, well, Spider-Man's not really doing. Oh yeah, he is kind of doing a revenge. He does you know? for a minute, for a, a yeah. little bit there. He does do a so revenge. Uh, I don't like that it starts off with the black entity, which is essentially the Venom symbiote. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hate that because I don't think that's one of like the back burner villain things that are going on in this movie. It's like not a thing until like halfway through. So I would just say Parker uh, contends with new villains, temptations and revenge. I d- That's... We're not using temptations. <laughs> yeah, we are. It, yeah, we are. Gross. I hate that. I hate it so much. Uh, what was your first experience with this movie? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What's going on? Are you a comic book movie fan? Um, you know, yeah, like I, I do like a good comic book movie. I'm not diehard. I'm not going to pretend like I know everything there is to know. I very clearly don't. I know more than the average person does when it comes to comic books. I, I read some of the comics. I'm not super diehard comic fan. So I know since I'm familiar with them, I read them. And I like movies. And this is a fun blend of both of them for me. 
Uh, I do remember when Spider-Man Homecoming was out and Far From Home, I would try to encourage you to watch those and you were like, I've seen a Spider-Man. I've seen enough. <laughs> it took a long time for me to watch out, Tom Holland. He may be the best Spider-Man we got. So. He really is. Once I finally came to, I was like, oh, I like this vibe a whole lot better. I mean, okay, I can mess with this. The way I tricked Jessica into watching this, I bought her a gift for Christmas. I bought her Spider-Man Homecoming on Blu-ray. But the way I tricked her into it was I printed out pictures of Star Wars and cut them out and put them all over to make it look like it was a Yoda movie. And <laughs> guess what? I got her. She watched Spider-Man. I was so confused when I opened it because I was like, the Yoda story. What in the fuck? And I thought it was like maybe some weird buried, you know, made for TV cartoon movie I never heard of. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. So, all right. The first time I watched Spider-Man 3 it was quite a thing. I was in high school, like a month and a half or so in advance of Spider-Man 3 coming out. Two of my friends and I bought midnight screenings for Spider-Man 3 because we were like, this is going to slap. This is going to be it. The first two are rad. Hell yeah, we're going to do a midnight showing of Spider-Man, which was like a big deal at the time. So pumped. Um, The week before the movie comes out, I got busted for shoplifting at a Target. Oh, Jessica, no. It's like my Mecca. It's just Target is your Mecca, and I'm so sorry I desecrated it. Um, it was a really big deal. What What I, did you steal? I, it was a really. Are big, you legally allowed to say? Yeah, I um was really messy. I'm sure. Looking back, if I saw the surveillance video of me doing it, I would have like I would I would just melt and die. Um, I took a pair of earrings like re- I know what they looked like they were stars that were black and white stripes and they dangled not that cute at all but very of the time I took a pair of earrings I even like went so far as to take it off the the earring tag which was probably didn't look stealthy and like literally put it in my bag like the most obvious way you could steal something is what I did and the friend I was with also stole a bracelet and we thought we were like so cool we're so bad we're gonna steal um the minute we like are walking out of the store uh, i i lived in a very small town where at the time there wasn't much crime happening um so this popped off um and i just remember there was a cop at the front door of target like monitoring people that came out instead of like an employee was a full-blown cop and I just heard her go, these two? Okay. And she like runs in front of my friend and I and stops us. And is like, no, 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 no. We know you stole. We know you stole. We know you stole. It was just the earrings? <laughs> it was just a, a pair of earrings and a bracelet. Oh so totaling up to probably, can I guess, $50 at most? Like 25 No, this was cheap shit. It was so crazy. So they like took us in the back in like the back office where like you they bring like the thieves. There were even handcuffs in that room. They didn't handcuff us, but we saw those and we started crying because we were like, oh my God. Um and the security team, like the loss prevention team, just like railed into us. And at some point they were like, we were so sad and we were holding hands because we were like, oh my God, what did we do? We're in so much trouble. And they're like, ah, that's cute. They're holding hands. Uh, I don't see how this is related to Spider-Man. This is really vital to my first experience with Spider-Man 3. Um, so, I feel like Spider-Man would have told you, do not steal. Yeah, but... He would have caught you. Um, he would have so caught your ass. Obviously, my parents were super pissed, not happy, and I was gonna be grounded for like a long time and when you're grounded as a teenager your life is over somehow I don't know how but somehow that that week that I was um caught shoplifting Spider-Man 3 was premiering that weekend and I somehow convinced my parents to allow me to still go see Spider-Man 3 as like my last night of freedom before I was grounded for like months and months. And so we went to the movie theater. This was like my last thing of freedom. I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of this. This is gonna be amazing. I'm just stoked because I was able to be there. And then the movie happens. And the whole time I am 
forcing myself to enjoy it because if this is it, this is like the last time I can do anything for months. So it's gotta be awesome. It's gotta be awesome. Right. And, um, it was not, it was not, it was a real disappointment. And I, my, my brain couldn't not handle like that, that I like, this would be it that I fucked up. And like the, the only thing I was excited about is horrifically disappointing. So I just shut it down in my brain and never thought about it again until uh, last week when I finally watched it. So my first time watching it was very skewed because I forced myself to like it. And then when I realized I didn't like it, I couldn't deal with processing that and just ignored it forever. So I'm pretty sure I saw it in the movie theater and I wasn't super thrilled about it, but I also <laughs> love movies. So it was great. I, I there was definitely moments in that movie where I thought this is a lot of stuff. I'm also not a huge like Venom fan. I think he's one of the villains. I'm never a huge fan on like him. So he was one of those fan favorites. That everyone's like, oh, I love Venom. I need he needs to be perfect. I think those are the type of characters that are always going to be disappointing to us. So I wasn't expecting much out of it. So, um. But yeah, I had a fun time, and I've watched it many times since then. But I haven't watched it this until probably in over 10 years. Maybe. This was the se- literal second time I watched it. Great. Since, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy since, hell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what others had to say. There are some people that did like it. Well, right off the bat, there's one person I always want to hear from. And it's Nell Minow. Ah, uh, what did she have to say? Nell Minow of Movie Mom. She wrote, this is also a positive review. Okay. Remember that. Too many villains, too many plots, and way too many tears. Boy, is there a lot of crying in this movie. <laughs> this did not go the way I thought it was going to go. No. Um, that sounds like a negative review to me. She gave the movie a B minus. Okay. Uh, so I think she she definitely addresses all the things that most people have with this movie. Too many villains, too many plot things happening. I don't know how many people cried about how many tears were in this yeah, movie. Yeah, where did she cry that much? I don't remember I don't remember this movie having much crying. There is a moment that could be like, oh, sad, but like, watch it. It's not whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe she's like actually really pumped, though. Maybe like her tone of voice is like, there's too, too many, many villains. villains. I love it. Yeah, I can't keep up. There's so much of this plot. I don't know. Um, I like the amount of villains in it, especially because like this is the third movie in the, in the sequels. So yeah keep adding shit like we gotta go big or go home you right. can't just like give us doc ock and then like you know what we're gonna give us you like a side character no one's talked about right and then they're also gonna have to do action things they're just gonna talk the entire time we don't hate it we true we get debbie lynn elias uh, again uh we've read a, i've read a few of her oh was she, okay okay what's she gonna behind say behind the lens oh i know them yeah Sam Raimi has once again spun his own web of masterful movie making with Spider-Man 3. And let me tell you, this is one web you want to be caught in. Love all the puns. Love it. Respect. Respect for creativity. Speaking of that vibe, Noel Murray from the AV Club wrote, On the ground, Spider-Man 3 is dreary, but in the air, it swings. I don't know what they're trying to say. <laughs> no idea what that means. Well, um, that movie swings. <laughs> swings in the air, but when it doesn't swing, it's not swinging. Glenn Kenny from Premiere Magazine wrote, This is a movie that's content to be pretty good within its genre. With the main distinction of being much bigger than any of its competition. For the time, it was like grand scale, big deal superhero movie. Now, obviously, we've been really spoiled with, you know, all the Marvel content. Man, we've um, been spoiled. So, yeah, it definitely doesn't. I mean, 
Glenn Kenny did not foresee uh, Endgame, that's for sure. Now it's time to shit on this movie. Shit on Uh, the movie. (laughs) Let's see what those negative Nancys had to say. Sean O'Connell of filmcritic.com. Did Batman and Robin teach us nothing? (laughs) I don't know if you can compare the two, but I, I think what he's trying to say is all the villains that were in it. It has three villains. Three villain bad. Two villain good. <laughs> I just really wish that from now on, any critic that does not like a superhero movie makes a reference to Batman and Robin. Just like, we need to talk about it more as a society. I think you and I need to talk about Batman and Robin. We sure do. We well, sure do. You know, the Batman's coming up soon. Oh, that would be a real good time to talk about Batman and Robin. It sure would. Steve Ray with Philadelphia Inquirer wrote, Spider-Man 3 kicks off the summer of sequels in big, loud, occasionally clever, but more often meandering ways. It's not dull exactly, but neither is it much fun. I think it's fun. I don't think it's fun. I like Spider-Man. <laughs> sure, there's nothing wrong with Spider-Man, but I don't think this movie is fun. I do. I, I don't. It, me, it does meander. We meander into some things that we don't need to be spending much time in at all. Matthew Lucas of The Dispatch. If the colorful characters of the previous Spider-Man films were painted with a master's brush, then Spider-Man 3 was scrawled in by a three-year-old with a crayon. You know what it makes me think of is that meme of the horse that starts off as like a beautiful sketch. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's bad at the end. Yeah, that's what that makes me think of. All right, all right. We got the critic coming in with a hot take. Hollywood's favorite sassiest bitch Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times said, Too many villains. Too many pale plot strands. Too many romantic misunderstandings. Too Too many conversations. So many temptations. (laughs) No. Uh, Too many. Too many conversations. Too many street crowds looking high into the air and shouting ooh this way then swiveling and shouting ah that I way think, i think that happens way more in the first one <laughs> green goblin and yeah oh, no it's spider-man yeah i think the looking up in the air and reacting to spider-man uh it that's that's just like a nice enough amount in this movie like no yeah. no more no less needed you know yeah he didn't like it so jessica what did you think this time watching it was it the worst movie you've ever seen was it the best spider-man you've ever seen uh no it's gonna be a hard no on both one thing like i truly did not remember was just how much is in this movie like in i see okay so the critics he's saying too many villains three that's not too many if we like if we dole it out correctly, if we write it correctly, it can be handled. And and also, at the end, one of those villains becomes, redeems himself to kind of be, I don't want to say hero, but he joins team good guys. Yeah. So at the, our end fight is two versus two. Right. And then after that fight, the, the villain that's left, it turns out he's not really that bad and is like, hey, dude, this is why I did what I did. And then he drifts away in the sand. Just whoosh. Um, whoosh. And so, like, there's not really too many build. There's a lot of conflicts happening here throughout the whole movie. A lot of internal things for Peter. External. Peter's all over the place. There is so much plot in this movie that I did not remember. Like, because there's just so much. Like, villains aside, because I don't find the villains to be confusing or too much to to handle like everyone has something going on that is major in this movie and peter just has like five different things to that he's got to deal with 
I don't know if I like the critique that there's too much. I've never really complained about too much. I complain more of there's not enough or too little. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, we're missing something here, guys. Now you're overloading us with stuff. Um, whatever, you give us a lot of things. I'm okay with that. So the things that we are overloaded with, though, are really, like, uninteresting things. Like, really basic-ass things. What uninterested you? Yeah. One thing right off the bat that I find really uninteresting is Harry getting a head injury and losing memory for like the first third of the movie and then gets back and nothing. Amnesia is dumb. We could have we <laughs> needed really to dumb. show this up a little better. And it really uh, does I, feel like he so, just gets amnesia so we can pause on his storyline, bring Sandman in, and then you can come back. <laughs> that's absolutely what happened. So the so let's just talk about Harry and Harry's journey through this movie because I think this is how you and I will have to talk about this movie in <laughs> take each character and then their trail each you know, by sure. one by one. Yeah, yeah. So, so Harry is um it is a must character because he's Spider-Man's best friend. We've established in one, his dad dies. Spider-Man two, he's like, fuck Spider-Man, he killed my dad. He was wrong about it, but he needs to figure out who killed him. At the end of two, figures out uh, that it's Peter. Yeah. And so Spider-Man 3, at the beginning, he knows it's Peter. He's taken, he's juicing up his dad shit. And then attacks Peter. I think that should have been the fucking end of it right there. (laughs) I think Spider-Man should have just, like, done the pull cord. When he ragdolls his ass into a pipe head first, I was like, I think in the theater, like, when it came out, I was like, oh, fuck, he's done. There's no way he survived that hit to the head. Yeah, he's fine. He just he was... has amnesia. <laughs> and, and then, like, can I just it... say too, while the amnesia storyline is playing out and he's in the hospital, it is like played like it's an after-school special about like not what? being too rough with your kids or Wait, something. We're friends, <laughs> Peter. Peter, did we graduate yet? Isn't my dad? Did he die? <laughs> yeah, like that was uh-huh. a bad line. It was so bad. Um, and then MJ comes in and is like. Harry, oh, I'm so glad to see you're alive. It's like, what are we doing I here? Feel like he should have just been in a coma. That way, he doesn't have to have this <laughs> bad dialogue. He wakes up and he's like, "It's revenge mode." Like, mm-hmm. fuck him. Sure, more. sure. Because, like, honestly, just the amnesia is overplayed in movies and TV. I'm just gonna say it, and it really doesn't. It it remedies itself so quickly, like just out of nowhere, he's looks at a picture of his dad or something, or his dad's ghost talks to him, and he's like, "Oh, I remember it now." So it's like, well, then he, he, I think he triggers by say, saying something, or I think he drops something and he catches it really quickly. He's like, "Wait a second, my oh, dad's dead." Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's something like that. But he does like pick, he does catch something really quickly, and Toby is like oh shit, he's going to remember. And James Franco's just like, <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> so one thing I really dislike in this movie is this butler just comes up after like, oh, we'll backtrack a little bit. I love that Spider-Man blows off half of Harry's face. That was sure. awesome. Yeah, sure. Um, what I do not like is his butler afterwards while Harry's being butthurt about like, Spider-Man bested me and destroyed my face. The butler's like, hey, Harry, by the way, I saw your dad the night he died, and he was stabbed by his own glider. It wasn't Spider-Man. Ta-ta. <laughs> like, sir, why where did, have you been? <laughs> why did you tell him that the night of? Like, when, he, when he found out what happened. Been, you know he's been plotting this the entire time. Oh, there's Harry again, working to kill Spider-Man. I'll tell him my information <laughs> later. <laughs> doesn't matter he's busy like yeah dude why you you dropped so, the ball on harry's well-being there sir to conclude harry's story i like that he joins and helps his buddy peter defeat are the two villains more importantly defeat venom but at the expense he gets killed just the same way his dad does with the glider but he goes out kind of a hero redeeming himself so i like i like harry's overall arc i just I dislike that. I'm okay. You're right. There's more than one thing I dislike in this movie, but 
I dislike his amnesia smidge bit. Again, yeah. This is a smidge bit out of <laughs> a ridiculously long movie. <laughs> I do sort of agree that, like, the there is a redemption with their friendship. They're able to kind of come together and, and fight to save MJ. But, yeah, the way in which Harry gets there and, like, the reasons why are a little, like, eh, okay. Like, eh, all right, sure, all right, I guess. Um, also... I don't know if it's just, like, myself being so far removed from the time I first saw this. I also, I don't remember how I first reacted to this, but watching it now when Harry died, I just felt like, oh, he's still dying? Oh, he's still dying. We had time to go get him help. Like, he's still (laughs) dying? He does say don't. (laughs) Sure. But then, like, ten other minutes go by. Spider-Man has a full-blown conversation with Sandman, and it's like, oh, but no, we, you at least had time to swing down, grab a paramedic, and bring it, swing him back up, just saying. Or just swing Harry down to the paramedic. Swing Harry down, (laughs) yeah. There's Swing him to a hospital. Like, Harry, I don't care if you want to die, I don't, I don't want you to die. Let's at least try. Harry has a plan, so his ultimate plan is to try and kill Spider-Man by hurting the one he loves. And so he, it's it, this is a plan I don't think is very thought out. We no. could have skipped all this, just cut to the chase and get Peter. But have MJ break up with Peter and pretend like I'm the I'm the other guy, and then now I'm able to defeat you. Yeah. What we have way too many hoops we jumped through for that. Literally, Harry. just thinking the same thing. Like that is a lot to get there. You know, from point A to point B. Also, like, he just fucks up that relationship on his own. <laughs> and Harry oh, just... Oh, yeah, he... Yeah. <laughs> literally waiting for his moment to be like, oh, she's with me now. It's like, he literally... Harry, you didn't orchestrate anything. You just took an opportunity when you saw it. At the end of the second one, she was dating J. Jameson's son. Oh, leaves yeah. leaves him to go mm-hmm. be with Peter. And so, like, they're a thing now. Um... But they also live in separate apartments now. Yeah. And they they kind of are like dating. They're not like, I feel like if you leave someone at the altar, you're committing to that relationship. Yeah, I would hope so. That, see, okay, um, that was a note I had. And honestly, one of the most unbelievable things in this movie is that MJ and Peter live in those apartments in New York when they like aren't even consistently working most of the time. Like Peter, like, I, I I believe his apartment. His apartment's super shitty. He's also sure. super late on the rent all the time. Sure, but New York is hella expensive. It's very true. Uh, and he, he rarely works. He tries his hardest. He keeps getting fired from jobs. Um, Again, I'm going to get all these mixed up because I watched them all fairly close together. Second one, he's doing pizza deliveries. This one, he's a photographer, freelancer. Strictly for freelance Beach. for the dig. That, and that's it. He's not trying to find any other jobs. He's just doing that. Yeah. Um, um and that's while does not dating well. MJ, who is a fired actress. Um she's not a successful actress. I literally literally don't care about her acting career. It goes nowhere also. Like she just I guess at the end is okay with being a failure, which also well, like she's so young. It's weird. I don't care. There's a lot of things that go I so I I I get it because while Peter is succeeding in his being Spider-Man. Her, she's on a decline in her career, yeah. and so he says a lot of shitty things, not knowing that she's going down. Again, the communication is key in a relationship, and the fact that she's not like, oh yeah, I got fired from my big play. Yeah, is that's super weird. Yeah, that's an issue, girl. You gotta. And then she gets mad when he like isn't comforting her, but like. How is he supposed to know you're upset? So that's one thing that I don't like either is like they make MJ out to be like this dumb emotional woman. Like she's an idiot. And it's just like. Which is one of the things that was weird in the second one. She's a star of a play and it's super successful. But now all of a sudden she's bad at acting. Right. I don't get that. Right. Um, And then it's also like the way it's played out is so bizarre as well because it's like the way in which I think it's written and delivered to the audience, it's like, who, like, they're not convincing us why we should even care. It's just kind of like, 
yeah, this thing's happening, whatever. Like the way, and I don't, I don't blame Kirsten Dunst. I actually think Kirsten Dunst is like awesome. I like her yeah. a lot, but, and I think she does try to convey that with her acting, but it's almost like with the way she, the character's written or what they have go her doing. It's like, yeah, she's going through a hard time. You're right. It could be an interesting dynamic of her. She's in a bad place while he's like riding high, but we don't really feel that. Cause again, when she's with him, she's acting like, everything's good but i well, want right as like her career is going down and he's going up he gets awarded the like, key to the city for saving gwen stacy from like a crane accident great job he saved her that's awesome uh she was very what a temptation she was anyway so <laughs> while he swings down to pick up the key to the city um she like gives him a like, look and he's like yeah you can do it you do like I don't remember what the line is, but he's like, "Yeah, you can kiss me if you want." It's really awkward. <laughs> yeah, you, Peter, you first of all, you know your significant other is in that audience right there. What the fuck are you doing? And like, it's I, I feel like Spider Man shouldn't be like a fuck yeah, baby, let's make out. Like, <laughs> give it to me, honey. I always assumed Spider Man was like the nice, sweet, decent dude, not the horn dog. Like. <laughs> I got the key to the city. <laughs> like, it was so. I was like, I was. That was a really bad moment. I was like, oh, I hope she just leaves his ass because, like, she, oh, it's so how, weird. And then she brings it up later, and it's like, what the? And then, oh, later in this movie, we find out that Peter knew Gwen previous to this, and that is a fact I forgot completely. And I was like, wait, he knew who she was prior to saving her. And prior to the key giving, so like he was like, "Fuck yeah, Gwen's gonna make out with me." I was so pissed at him. Yeah. Literally, at one point, I start thinking like, "Okay, I know Harry had this weird plan to like make him feel bad that he's stealing MJ, but MJ, Harry's like fun and like cares about you and like gives you attention and is supporting you and has a ton of money. Like, literally, forget Peter and go with this guy. Like, fuck it. Um, I." I'm so creeped out by, okay, the Gwen Stacy of it all, I think yeah. is where we should go. So at first- What a temptation. Stop it. I swear to fucking God, I'm going to walk away and never talk to you again if you say that one more time. I hate temptation. I hate that word. It's so hey, gross. I'm less you know now, I'm going to say it. I know more. you are. I know you are. <laughs> um, So Gwen Stacy, at first, they make her out to be- this like slutty bimbo who is like <laughs> i model and like i love spider-man and like hey peter um yeah like you said they know each other she's in like they're the lab first partners. scene because yeah they're lab partners they're lab partners in the first like well the first time we see peter at college like she's in his class and they do acknowledge each other look at each other and she's like <laughs> or something i don't know um and then when we see her interact with Peter, it's just kind of like she's just like unlikable. Like they don't make her out to be like someone you care about or root for. One thing that I really like about Gwen is that her exit from the movie is great. So yeah. when Peter's acting like a total fuckhead, he uses Gwen Stacy, brings her to the place MJ works to make MJ jealous. And once Gwen figures it out she's like hold up hold up hold up what do you like she literally is like oh so you're doing all this for her and then like a boss she walks up to mj and is like i'm so sorry and then like i don't want anything to do with this and leaves and that was like oh i like her now i like her now i was really excited about that moment I was like good job Lee. i like that dad. now yeah be, because like the rest of the movie i felt they they just were treating her so oddly like i just didn't like how they were portraying her or treating her and then when she does that i was like that's who i want that girl right there can we have her i would say though in in defense of the fan culture if that moment didn't exist where gwen stacy stands up for herself like i'd be really pissed with that portrayal of her because it, it's not a flattering portrayal of her at all and that's no offense to bryce dallas howard like that's 
there's a line I don't like where in Jesus that was our kiss when yeah. she did the upside down kiss. I don't like that either, I but like, I get you, girl. I get you. Also, Peter, holy shit. If she has a thing where she's like, that's the thing we did, and you're doing that publicly for everyone. Oh my god, what an idiot. The I day before you're about to propose, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was no big deal. It was just sp- being Spider-Man. No, honey. Oh, Those oh, aren't no. Spider-Man's lips. Those are yours, boy. Okay. Also, what's super weird, just like, sorry, one, yeah. one thing I just need to touch on sure. is when the reason why they kiss is because the crowd watching her give the key to the city is literally for some reason chanting like, kiss, 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 like pub, <laughs> like demanding that these two kiss. Who what does weird, that? <laughs> what a weird thing, to, especially after, you know, living our pandemic. <laughs> right uh let's not touch <laughs> let's not like make let's con- that's not that both parties consent and that's why he's like yeah sure go ahead kiss me but it's like sure if you want why <laughs> yeah, why are- go for it <laughs> what like, oh yeah you're also what? my lab partner and i've got a spider boner <laughs> i think one of the biggest issues this movie had via the audience not via me was topher grace as venom and i don't care about venom but i do think topher grace plays this eddie brock this eddie brock just so well is this like fuck boy that just like wants to like manipulate his way into the photography game it doesn't care whose toes he steps on even cheats his way into it i'm all for eddie and then eddie in like the church is like god please kill spider-man <laughs> like i liked all this what Topher was doing i think he was great what i don't really care for um is whatever their design for venom is i feel like venom should be a big beefcake which you know what i don't care if topher is kind of lean and they want him to kind of mirror uh toby a little bit and both kind of similar but when he gets on the black suit give him some muscle give him look more threatening than peter yeah make him feel more threatening because he in this movie he venom does not feel that threatening um i totally agree with you and that was one thing that i was you know i remembered from the first time watching it and something i kept in mind watching it this time around was that people were really upset with topher grace specifically being venom not like how they handled venom it was that they cast topher grace and watching it now i'd have to agree with you that i don't think topher grace is the problem at all like i think he is actually like being a fun villain in this and being like you said like just a fuck boy that you want to like punch in the face yeah we're not rooting for him but like he's no, no, no. given a good performance he's a like... good for what they what they told him to do how they they did this venom i think he nails it but i think the the for me the biggest issue is that they didn't really know how to handle this villain a like live action venom like a live action venom but also like the character of brock i think is really fun to have him just be like this slimy douchebag that's like a shitty work colleague of peter's yeah but like literally it's like he does not come into the movie until what like 40 minutes in and when he does he literally pops up like when is is you know almost gonna fall off a skyscraper and just out of nowhere he comes up with a camera introduces himself to like captain stacy and is like hey there what's going on oh by the way i'm dating your daughter daughter." and and it's just like a really jarring like really like blink if you miss it almost way of introducing this villain how he becomes venom i think is, is also really funny and just like silly in a good way where he, are you talking about the bell tower no th- that but also like the lead up to it like where yeah peter fucks him over at work and then he just like fucking hates spider-man because he's so angry so pissy everyone it's everyone else's problem except for me like i think that's fun and yeah. a good villain um so i i don't blame Topher at all in the slightest and looking back i think people were like really pissed at him it does feel like with him they just figured hey they want venom we'll just put venom in and like that was that my three tweaks to venom make him bulkier if anytime venom is talking and it's topher's face is not revealed it's the venom face talking 
make him have a deeper voice, change it somehow. Like, I don't care how you do it with your computer. Make him sound different than, hi, it's me, Topher. You know, like, <laughs> it's, his voice is not threatening. No. And coming out for this, like, supposedly scary alien doesn't work. Um, also, when he opens his mouth, I don't want to... It's so weird because when he opens his mouth, I know Topher's face is right there. But then he opens it up, and, like, that's where his bone face should be. Like, it's so weird. It's really weird. The look is super awkward. I don't know what, what, what were those conversations like? Like, oh, this is it. We reached it. This is the good look. It's a, it's weird. Um, It's super weird. I want to talk about the most cringy part of this movie to me is when Peter gets infected by the symbionite and kind of goes evil which i don't mind him going evil but like the look is so like mid-2000s emo that it's it does not age well it, and it didn't not. it was not good at the time this is like no. the single scene that everyone hates we love the memes and the gifts about it of him like dancing he's so cool he's so, so cool <laughs> it's so bad his hair is like and he's got some like a little bit of light light um eyeliner on the it bottom. Is heavy. <laughs> he I the dancing down the street is so like <laughs> I also love how at when he first like changes, all the ladies want emo Peter. Like he's walking down the street and the ladies are like <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey. Um I I can tell you one woman who did not enjoy that was the wife. I yeah. she had never seen Spider-Man 3. Oh. So when she saw this, she was like, what the hell is happening? It's so uncomfortable. It just gets worse with time. I felt like a visceral, uncomfortable physical feeling watching I, it. I think this is like the five minutes of this movie that is really terrible. Um I would just Peter would have a different look. It wouldn't be the emo look. Maybe slick back his hair. I don't know. I don't know what like what's yeah. the, like the bad boy look. Is it buzzing his hair? Is it giving himself frosted tips to look like <laughs> Eddie Brock? To look like Topher Grace in this movie. Like I think maybe just need shuffle like messy hair, like almost like Robert Pattinson. Like I don't give a fuck. I just woke okay, up. Okay, that works. And like instead of being like, yeah, I'm too cool for school. Peter, like, have him just be cranky and, like, it's, fucking mean. Or just, yeah, or just, like, agitated, like, fuck off. Yeah, more agitated would like, be a lot better. Him going to the jazz club and jumping on a piano to dance and play to, like, show off his new girlfriend to his old girlfriend is so cringy. It's, and calculated. It's so cringy I and calculated. I was just, like, what it was this bad as i remember it's worse actually um to me that's not even that villainous so much as it is just like petty one thing too that just gets me when he's evil and he's like trying to he's acting so cool like when he's you know when he's doing one of these numbers or when he's dancing all over the piano bar people react like especially in the piano bar scene, like, oh, wow, he is cool. This is so Man. cool. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that it took, a, like, a week or two to film that scene. And that's amazing. That's, <laughs> Worth there it. Are some, some background actors that were like, holy shit, this looks terrible. Okay, also, at one point, Peter, with his long hair, Oh, does sorry, it, I'll... D- continue yeah could if you could act it out so the people could get a visual i could put the, a clip in but i'd rather have you just act it out um peter i think it's when he's like telling brock like he sucks he does a full-blown like hair flip like a oh, yeah, two- <laughs> yeah! <laughs> i can't do it yeah, too much, you mean a flip you mean a flip junk in my hair it, but um, it, it moved there is a world in which uh pissy cranky mean uh peter could work this it was like they're trying to make him so villainous but the villainous just becomes like whiny weird (laughs) yeah yeah like weird it's not threatening threatening at all at all i'm not scared of that man i'm not scared of him one bit 
we're like it's just so crazy also one thing too i will say is that that part of the movie sticks out like a sore thumb i did not realize how short of a time span he's like bad spidey like it's not, it's not for that long like he's not in this pissy mood and that's the scene we all remember from this movie. and that's what st- that's what we remember is that and it's really probably like not even 10 minutes of the movie can i talk about the positive things i really liked about this movie sure i don't really have much of that sandman oh okay no i guess i do have that sandman i think visually is a really cool concept for a villain um, that like can morph into whatever he can get really big, line himself like, and then Peter can punch through him. He can also like s- stiffen up so much Peter can't get through him at all. One thing so, that I like too is that he seems nearly impossible to defeat. So in that sense, he's a really good villain for the third movie. So I have a question. Beyond this note, I have sure. a genuine question. Yeah. Um, because. I don't know so much like honestly so much does happen in this movie that I think my brain could only digest one thing at a time kind of thing because I don't necessarily understand how he becomes Sandman he falls into a sand pit and scientists are doing shit so so uh Flint Marco is an escaped uh convict he goes to see his daughter who is dying or was dying i think she's just has a disability is she dying dying i I thought she had a disease and that's why she he was running at the money the fact that we both just watched it and do not remember (laughs) does not speak highly of this movie the reason he's in prison is because he shot ben which was two years ago but we don't know that until like halfway through the movie uh they they hint and tease it but yes they don't tell they don't officially state it and then it's not until the end we find out it was an accidental shooting. He was just like pointing his gun and his buddy bumped him and he was going to walk away because he was like, yeah, your uncle. Was... Yeah. And we get conclusion on the uncle that it wasn't really Peter's fault. It was somebody else, you know, like it, Peter indirectly, but like Ben's last moments were like trying to help somebody else out. Right. And it wasn't as bad. It wasn't really peter's fault because he visited the daughter police are now like in the area searching for him they think they got an id on him and he runs off into like the swamps or wherever the fuck this lab is he slides down and is in a sand pit they're testing something out science jessica they're oh, testing okay. science out. sure and sand i yeah, science don't sands. remember what specifically um i don't remember what specifically they say but He's in the middle of the pit when they start the reactor up, and it just it turns him into, like, he just fucking melts into sand because his whole body turns into sand. I think the him coming back it looks awesome. The thing looks great. I think it would be even better with today's technology, just, you know, CGI effects. But even, like, the idea and concept of him, like, forming a hand and not being able to pick up his daughter's locket, forming it harder to be able to pick it up, all that was really visually amazing. Um, I do disagree with you on that. I think that conceptually, yeah, the visuals are cool. Uh, but the CGI is horrific in that scene. Oh, I agree. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, when it came out. It was, it was fine. It's cool. Yeah, watching him like being formed and swiping that's, away with sand. That's why like, I said today's technology would make that scene m- great, so much better. But e- even like. I guess maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it is a technology thing, but there, because I clocked how bad that was and just thought, like, oh, it's of the time. But then there were other CGI moments in the movie that looked a lot better. So I don't, I don't know. It's um, 2007. 2007. Not everything looks super smooth. Sure did uh, there's not. A, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't look smooth in that movie. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't look smooth in a movie from like five years ago. It's just technology you can't keep up with. I do like, um, what thomas hayden church is doing i i think he's playing like a really good like complex kind of villain who doesn't necessarily want to do bad things just has like fallen into this lifestyle yeah, um, like, i i just gotta steal money i don't want to hurt anyone in the process if you're getting in my way i'm gonna run you over he, the reason why he becomes the villain like you said is he wants to see his daughter and then he's running and he just Cover, like yeah. 
while running, he falls into a scientific sand pit. Like, oh no, oh no. Which is a stupid way to become a villain. <laughs> really is. But, but we, neither I'm, of us really know how that happened. But, but. I'm, a hun- I'm 100% sure that's how it happens in the original comics. Oh, okay. I mean, it looks yeah, cool. The, it does it's look like cool. Sh- it's almost like shot for shot from what I remember of like the 60s comics. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is why a lot of like the visuals that they have for him conceptually look great. Um, I will say, and this has nothing to do with CGI. Thomas Hayden Church's look in this movie just feels like really awkward. Like his hair and eyebrow dye well, job is really I mean, weird. The reason why is because they're trying to keep it super comic accurate. It, do yourself a little research. It, yeah. Spot on. But looks weird and mod- like, like I like what um, the MCU is doing with a lot of like the characters like modernizing their looks. Yeah. Um, because like, man, if you did it from the comics, comics are like colorful and silly, and it had to be like a green striped shirt so you could tell like this is Sandman. And, like, it it doesn't it looks really weird he looks like he's a cartoon come to life he does he really uh, especially does especially if you do a side by side you're like yeah they nailed it with the look yeah it's almost like when they for like wandavision putting her in like the 70s attire you know right and i'm sure like to yeah to to achieve that is cool but within a, the movie world it does not look good it looks like super awkward and just odd uh so like that's it. that stuck out to me like watching this movie i was like why does he look odd it's it yeah it's just comic i guess it was a look it was a it was a choice yeah i and i don't i don't know if this is how the comics did it i don't know um while i like the villain of and, and i like who he is and i like that he is you know morally ambiguous he's just trying to live his life and survive um i don't like that he killed uncle ben that is i don't think that is a comic thing okay that is a, okay we force him to be that do that thing we retroactively did that okay because that's how it did feel to me yeah. watching it now and to me it felt very like shoehorned in like because, okay, I, I'm just going to say, like, the character of Sandman is already interesting. We don't need that at all. But to me, it felt like the the people behind the movie didn't feel that way about him and felt like this is a Hail Mary to make Sandman more interesting. Yeah, That's how it felt, and it was really odd. What's a way we could rehash Ben got shot? <laughs> huh. Oh, Ben could get shot by a new character oh but he's already been shot yeah but like we didn't see it it was <laughs> off screen so uh, i i'm sure they did not plan that when they were writing spider-man one it didn't seem like they did and i think like but i like that they got cliff robertson back to do a one little scene with him sure i don't i just would it just feels like really forced and that makes it uncomfortable and like it makes it stick out. I think maybe if, like, you know, Sandman is enough of a threat already, I don't know why, like, he wasn't really played up as a threat until after we find out he also murdered Uncle Ben. And then, too, like, we then flip-flop to, oh, we don't like him because he killed Uncle Ben. To, like, oh, but he didn't, like, mean to do it, which is, like, well, that's then we're right back to where we started with this character, <laughs> where again he doesn't mean to do bad things. He just has he just gets himself in these situations. So like oopsie doopsies, oopsie doopsie, <laughs> and then he flies away. He's like, I didn't mean to kill your uncles. He seemed really nice. So sorry. Bye. And then he, he just floats away. Right here. <laughs> um, I again, I think this is a this is probably the producer side where like we we want this. Yeah. That's what um, it feels like. What I read in uh, my research, uh, I think Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire really wanted to put Sandman in the movie. And then the producer was like, I want Venom because fans like Venom. He's like, yeah, but like we want, we're want, we we're writing the movie and making it. And we think Sandman visually would be way cooler than, you know, Venom. Uh, we can save Venom for another movie. No, no, Venom now. Mm-hmm. We want Venom now. And yeah. 
I think during all the press for Spider-Man 2, they're like, who would you like to see in another movie? Uh, Sandman would be cool. They kept throwing out the name Sandman, so mm-hmm. that they could get him later. Um, and I think, look, like, I really think you could have had both somehow if I we think, had I mean, written it decently. I think they did well with what they had. Uh, yeah, if I could tweak anything, it would have been not have mm-hmm. him kill Ben. Yeah. Um, I think that story was, we told that story. Yeah, we, why are we doing this again? Like We, in the second movie, in Spider-Man 2, we keep rehashing the Ben thing because Peter's guilt and he has to tell May, like, hey, I'm responsible for his death. Like, oh my god, dude. That was a heartwarming scene, but uh, oh, fuck, it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, we, we keep talking about Ben's death. We're in movie three. Stop it move on man i just i think a lot of it really was like we we just didn't i think i think the franchise of superheroes was a little bit uncharted at that point compared to what we have now yeah and i think it's similar to what we see with dc like we're trying so hard to like top something or appeal to this fan base and this fan base and there's just too many cooks in the kitchen and i think that's what happened here and instead of like figuring out like certain things to focus on we just focused on everything we possibly could and that's where it gets really confusing and again just uh evil spider-man it's just the cherry on top of the cake man like so that's not what cherries go on cherries go on top of sundays so jessica Mm -hmm. would you give spider-man 3 a second second chance i would not I would, okay. I would not, and I think, um, I think it's bad. I think it's not great. I don't think it's the fault of the actors or necessarily Sam Raimi. I don't know what happened here, but I know it's not good. And I know that since then we had another go at Spider Man, and that wasn't good. But then we had another go at Spider Man, and that's good. I think. That's- that's really fun. Really fun, really good. I think that, like, no offense to the Toby heads out there. I'm not saying he's bad. Um, but I think instead of going to Spider-Man 3, you can go to Spider-Man 1 with Toby, 2 with Toby. You can go with 1, 2, and soon to be 3 with Tom Holland. And that's what you should spend your time with. I think that this was just no. And I think if you're a fan of Venom, the Tom Hardy Venom movies aren't bad. Like, they're more entertaining and cohesive than this. So, no. Nah, don't worry about this. For this movie, uh, I think if you shat all over it the first time you saw it back in 2007 and you haven't seen it since, give it a second chance. Hopefully, you've grown out of your like anger nerd phase and just like have, just have fun with the movie because the movie has a lot of entertainment value to it. A lot of fun action sequences. A lot of like juicy, like what the fuck is Peter doing moments that is just fun to watch? We've got the emo meme, even though it's the worst part of this movie. Um, uh, we got the temptation that is <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. Whew. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I like it. Sandman, I think, is just visually looks so cool. Uh, him coming out of a sand truck and just swooping and knocking like guards and everything that he does is pretty wild. And I just think the movie has a lot of fun value to it. Uh, so I say give it a second chance. Um, if you watch it a lot of times, it's not the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, I think of the Toby movies, the second one is hands down the best one. Uh, I don't really care about the first one. Uh, I'd rather watch the third one than the first one. And I'd rather watch this Spider-Man 3 than either of the <laughs> amazing Spider-Mans. Uh, but also, let's not forget Into the Spider-Verse. That is the best oh, Spider-Man yeah. movie we have. Oh, that's it. Right there. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, what the fuck are you doing? Go watch that. One. Yeah, go watch that instead. We've got a lot of Spider-Man content. Plus, there are so many Spider-Man TV shows that, like, I'm not opposed to Spider-Man entertainment give it to me i'll watch it i'll enjoy it all uh i like some more than i will others this is definitely not the lowest spider-man but it's definitely not the best so if i'm in the mood i'll watch it but like it's not the number one spider-man superhero 
Yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment. And I think that's why I say don't give it a second chance is because like there's other Spider-Man stuff that are worthy of your time that are better. So this one just... And we can like all the Spider-Men. Toby, Andrew, Tom. Sure, They all did great. It's not their fault. Some of these things are not their fault. I just think Tom Holland is the most likable. If every decade we just get a new Spider-Man, great. I don't expect Tom Holland to play Spider-Man forever. No. I don't need Toby to make a fourth movie, although that would be really cool. Just just make let them in the series because it really ends on a nothing moment. Yeah, there's other Spider-Man stuff out there. This just this isn't it. That's okay. It's not I like it. You sure do. You sure do, and that's fine. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. Uh as always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are on all sorts of podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, all of them. If you want a visual episode, you can watch us on YouTube. Also, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. You can find us in the description below. Be our friend and talk to us about movies and stuff. Please also like, subscribe, follow. That is subscribing. Also share if you want to. If you want to do, if you feel inclined to do those things, no pressure. But if you do, that'd be great. It helps build our channel and we can watch and make fun of more movies for you. Big thank you to Beatty McBeatface for making our dope theme song which is really fun we love it uh let us know if you have a movie you want us to watch what spider-man do you like who's your favorite spider-man let us know what spider-man villain would you like to see go toe-to-toe with a spider-man do you think toe for grace deserves a redemption arc and was just like unjustly treated by society let us know and we'll be back next week with another second chance movie I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. Second chance movie.